welcome to this edition of Fireside Tech Talks with Blaze and Blaze Stewart, architect at Winelect. And today we're going to be doing a takeaway session from MS Build. And I would typically start off my podcast with a recap of what was announced on Microsoft Azure for the week. But truthfully, I could not do that justice because of MS Build. MS Build typically has tons of announcements related to a myriad of different offerings, and that includes Microsoft Azure, O365, Windows, and a lot of other things in the Microsoft space. And they bundled those all up for the conference to build a lot of excitement around them. And I don't blame them for doing this, but from somebody that tries to stay on top of all things Azure, it can be a little bit overwhelming because of that. I could not do a recap of all the new announcements on Azure alone simply because there was just page after page after page of new uh, features and offerings on Azure. So I'm going to refer you to the Book of News as has been dubbed by Microsoft. You can search for Book of News MS Build 2020 and you can get a link to that and you can read through that yourself and get an idea of what Microsoft is trying to announce and build, build towards in MS Build, and then you can get the announcements related to your specific domains as well, if you so choose, such as Kubernetes or AI or whatever that might be. Now, as I listened to Build broadcasts and I read through blog posts related to Microsoft Build, and I read the book of news that came out from Build this year, there was a lot of uh, things that I thought I might address in this particular podcast. But the one thing that stood out to me above all else was Microsoft's continued commitment to open source and how they are doing that with a number of things that they did announce at Microsoft Build. Now, Microsoft Build is is a developers conference, so it is going to be oriented towards developers that are going to be interested in writing applications using Microsoft technology. So that would include Azure, Office 365, and so on. But the takeaway that I got from Build this year is not so much that Microsoft wants you to use Microsoft products for your software development. Of course, they want you to do that, but that Microsoft is being more open to open source than ever. Just because Microsoft is selling certain technologies, they are doing a lot of things related to technologies in the open source space. A few weeks ago, I did a entire feature on this particular topic where Microsoft opened up to open source. And in that, that particular podcast, I talked about how Microsoft had a transition in leadership from the Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer era to the current Microsoft CEO, Satya Nadella, and the new leadership at Microsoft that went from being a closed source software licensing model to pivoting towards open source. And now Microsoft has become the world's largest contributor to open source. They bought GitHub and a myriad of other open source projects in order to double down on that effort. And so far, Microsoft has continued to deliver not only in open source, but a set of tools that will make open source software development even more a, a more delightful experience for developers moving forward. And around this particular topic, Microsoft did make some really cool announcements related to some of the open source projects that they have going on right now. 
Now, one interesting development that's not specifically related to open source, but it is related to what Microsoft is attempting to do, and that is try to converge on a unifying platform for developers across a whole myriad of different technologies was something called Project Reunion. Now, Project Reunion was attempting to bring together old Win32 applications and UWP applications into a single set of APIs that can be used to develop Windows-based applications. Now, that's a step into trying to bring some of the more legacy products in the Microsoft space up to something that can bring them together. Now, Project Reunion is not for the general open source applications that are being written uh, in uh, frameworks like Xamarin or other frameworks like that. Instead, Microsoft is doing there is trying to abstract those and I could you can almost see where they're trying to go with that and that is trying to build towards a more unified platform that isn't specific to Windows but something that is more the union of the old traditional Microsoft technologies as well as the newer technologies that have come out of the .NET world. And this is where they made an announcement related to a project called Project MAUI. Now, Project MAUI is another set of tools that is attempting to create a set of tools that will bridge a whole myriad of different operating systems. It is the evolution of Xamarin Forms. So what Project MAUI is attempting to do is bring together the .NET Core Framework with Xamarin and bring those two together to create a unified platform that will create a set of tools that will allow developers to build native apps that will run across mobile and desktop devices, as well as multiple operating systems such as Windows, Mac, Linux, Android, and iOS. And they can share a lot of common code across all of those platforms. And this will deliver a developer experience where one can truly write native applications once and then run them across a myriad of different technologies. Now, there have been uh, some attempts at this in the past with projects like Cordova, wherein it was done through JavaScript and HTML5 for the UI, which was essentially the way you could deliver cross-platform applications across iOS and Android. And then you could take that same code and port it to something like Electron and get a similar experience inside of a desktop application. And you would have to do a lot of abstractions around building uh, things for file IO or device IO, but with something like Maui, now you have not not HTML5 and JavaScript, rather you have native components using native APIs that are all written in a common language that should compile across multiple platforms. Now, this is a really exciting development for guys like me that have always been trying to crack this nut of how do I write ones run everywhere across desktop and mobile. And now Microsoft seems to be delivering a single product to do that. I do not have any idea of when this will be GA'd or made available, but the excitement around it is certainly something that is warranted because it's been a long time in the making and I'm looking forward to seeing what Microsoft is going to do with this particular project and looking forward to writing apps in it and hopefully it will be worth everything that they kind of built up around it with all the hype that is going around it. The second announcement that Microsoft made in relationship to open source and Microsoft's commitment to open source related to the Windows subsystem for Linux now, if you're not familiar with the Windows subsystem for Linux, it's basically an add-on for Microsoft Windows 10 
that allows you to have a Linux kernel running right alongside of your main operating system, which is Windows 10. And it has very tight integration with Windows 10 for that reason. So it feels very native rather than feeling like a discrete virtual machine. Although under the hood, it's still technically a virtual machine. The level of integration that it gives you really makes it easy to use. And it feels like you're actually just using Linux in a Windows context because you still have access to the file system, the networking stacks integrated. It's all very much a part of the Windows 10 experience without the, the feel of a discrete VM where you have a separate UI and you have a separate networking stack, you have a separate kernel or a separate shell. And it's, it's very uh, much a part of the Windows experience rather than something that's separate from the Windows experience. So in addition to this integrated experience, Microsoft added support for GPUs and they're gonna add support for UI applications from the Linux space to be able to run in the Windows subsystem for Linux. Now in the past, you could do this through some integration, but it was kind of hackish to make it work and the performance wasn't that great. So by doing this more natively, it will enable these applications to run more natively at native speeds, and they will have the advantage of being GPU accelerated so that they will be able to feel and look and run very much like they're very much a part of the native experience inside of Windows. Windows. So this is exciting news for anybody that uses some Linux applications, and it will be exciting news for folks that like to use Linux for a number of different things, not just for the command line, but also for the UI. And this just shows more of Microsoft's commitment to enabling folks to run Linux right alongside uh, the Microsoft Windows operating system. The third announcement that Microsoft made related to their commitment to open source is the general availability of the Windows Terminal. Now, Windows Terminal is an open source project that brings together a lot of disparate type terminal experiences in the Windows space. Now, prior to this, we had the old command prompt, which is essentially the evolution of DOS, where you could run old DOS commands inside of a terminal and have DOS apps run in that as well as integrate with a lot of batch processing that you could do with old batch scripts. You also had PowerShell, which PowerShell, of course, is the Microsoft's uh, answer to a shell environment such as Bash, and it allows you to do a lot more advanced features that, than what you could do with something like the old command interpreter using CMD. It brings these two terminal experiences on the Windows platform together with the, uh, the Windows subsystem for Linux terminal experience where you can have a bash console or any other uh, console experience that you would have in the Linux context under one roof. And with all three of these available under one terminal application means that you can have a single terminal application that does pretty much everything you need to do. And some additional features that it has are the ability to have custom themes as well as GPU-enabled uh, text rendering, which means that the actual terminal application will render text very quickly. And so you're actually not going to be waiting for it to draw text on the screen. Text rendering in a terminal environment has been traditionally one of the slower things that the a terminal would do because it is a rather intense operation for a graphical based terminal to actually render text. You know, you don't think about that, but it actually can slow down a terminal very much if you don't have the assistance of something like a GPU to do that with because it's having to render a lot of bitmaps, although in reality it's just receiving a bunch of text and then having to convert that to a bitmap in a windowed environment. So having GPU acceleration 
for the terminal will greatly speed up that experience and make it feel like it's an actual terminal and not so much something that is just drawing text on a screen. And I've seen some interesting use cases of this in the past where people wanted GPU enabled terminals and that they were able to write different games inside of these terminals and the games, if you were running these inside of these kinds of terminals that didn't have GPU acceleration would be very slow. But if you did have these games on these terminals with GPU acceleration, they actually ran really, really well. And it kind of brought back some of the old school type games that you could play like Space Invaders using text rendering only rather than actually using uh, graphical user interfaces to actually play some of these kinds of games. So Microsoft's attempts to bring together a lot of different technologies, be it through Project Maui for GUI-based applications for cross-platform development, whether it be the integration of the Windows subsystem for Linux into Windows where you have a single operating system so you can have Linux and Windows running side-by-side -side with a very integrated experience, or it's the Windows terminal that's bringing together different kinds of terminal experiences from the old CMD PowerShell or the Windows subsystem for Linux terminal experience, you get the impression that Microsoft is trying to create a environment where it really doesn't matter what your operating system is or really what you're trying to develop for. They're trying to develop a platform of tools that gives you the experience that you need to develop for whatever platform that you want to deliver on. And it's really not so much about the platform itself as it is about the software that's running on that platform. So these abstractions give you the ability to write once, run anywhere, and have tools that are available not only on Windows, but across a myriad of different platforms as well, so that Microsoft can be the one-stop shop for your development needs, and then you can have your applications running on whatever the hardware might be and have the same experience across those, whether you're developing software or you're actually running the software that you are looking at. So thanks for tuning in to this edition of Fireside Talk Talks with Blaze. Next week, we'll be covering more topics related to Microsoft Azure, and I hope to see you on future episodes of this podcast. Bye.